Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching us this for eons. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is The Way to Oneness with Margaret Rogers Van Koops. Welcome, Margaret to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you so much for having me on. And I would like to begin by just saying, you know, I started the word, the oneness, when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, nobody knew what it was. And I, I actually heard the voice of God. Uh, it was like sound around everywhere. And I was four and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was amazing. It was an incredible moment. And, uh, you know, that's, God said, I am the one. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, the one, oh, yeah, and I'm scared stiff. Fast forward to 14 years old. And okay. I'm still hearing the one. And then God said, it is expanded in all things I am. And in the I am is my existence in all things and then I said well what is all things he said oneness and I downloaded that Mm -hmm. and I went out into the world and I taught people that word because wherever I went they go like what's that because they believed in heaven and hell right we're in the middle somewhere (laughs) (laughs) uh, so I spent a lot of years in England until I was 40 oneness and educating it and then I got over to the states and nobody knew it here and then okay. I got over to Japan and nobody knew it there. And I got over to Egypt and so on. So I guess I'm beginning roots somewhere. Right. Starting it. Yes. Well, I um the word oneness, I'm trying I can't honestly remember when I first heard the word oneness. I know my understanding of oneness came from quantum physics, actually. From science. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. From science. But um I can't honestly say I can honestly remember when I actually first heard the word oneness, but it wasn't hearing the word. It was understanding the meaning that changed my life. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I was, I, I was going to, you started out right where I wanted you to start at the very <laughs> beginning. I was going to ask you to please share with our listeners, your journey, your, and like you said, you started um, from almost birth. So please, yeah. share. Well, okay. Uh, first of all, London was being bombed by Germany every night, and they had V1, they called V1 bombs that dropped. And when they dropped, they kind of stopped, the motor was running, you hear it run, pop, 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 like that, and then it would stop, and then it would glide down. And if you heard it stop over your head at the time, then you knew that it was not going to land on you. Well, this one came, but it carried on, and it landed across the road on a block of flats, apartments as they call them, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and um, wiped them out and damaged a lot of people. And mom had literally just birthed me and they were cutting the cord. And that was my arrival. And oh, my so, goodness. Um, you know, I don't obviously remember. It's all mom's stories telling me. And I wrote it in my book. I've just written a book called Journey, My Journey into Wonders. Okay. Um, and um, in that, I tell the story. So, you know, I don't fill everybody up too much. But the nurses came after they, you know, healed whatever they had to do to the wounded. They heard I'd been born. They came and held me. And apparently they went from the jitters to... So I, I guess I came in with healing, and then the follow-up story of that is I was around three. Okay. And in '95, when the B2 bomb dropped across the road and wiped out three stores and the families living above. Mm. And so that was a second near miss to me. And the difference with the V2 is it winds and it didn't go on its journey. It dropped. So my wow. mother literally thought that this was it. We were going to die. Right. At that time, I was made to stand in the hallway. I was like, uh, uh, you know, she was over the top of me, protecting me in, in the corner of the front door because that's the only place there was no glass, you know. Right. And um, I had a feeling to look over her shoulder, and I saw the, the, an angel, but I didn't know what an angel's name was. At the, you know, it was just all white, complete with the wings, the whole thing. Right. And I looked at him, and then the next thing I knew, there was something. And I'm thinking, like an adult, I'm thinking, there's a baby crying somewhere. <laughs> and then I was back in my body, and I realized it was me crying. Oh. So when I came out of body at that time, I was, a, I was an adult. I was not a child. And that was so interesting, because over the years, I was thinking about that. I had to work on it and understand it. Wow. And uh, so uh, by the time my father came back from the war, which was not, uh, 80, what was it, 45, which year am I in, which century? <laughs> uh, and um, he was an officer. And short version of that story, by the time I was seven or eight, it's hard to remember exactly when, um, I had sat on the laps of all the wounded soldiers who'd survived in their regimental reunion meeting once every month. Wow. And so when I sat on their laps, I could see their auras go from yucky dark blues and green and, you know, horrible colors to pearlesque, you know, like mother of pearl. Oh. And um, then I knew I could jump down. They used to get so hot. And they'd give me pennies, old-fashioned big pennies like this. And I could put them in the penny slot machine and watch the, you know, cherries go round and round. And, and maybe I'd win a couple. And then someone else said, oh, come and sit on my lap. I'll give you a couple of pennies, you know. And <laughs> Healing them, and I didn't realize it. So when I was eight, they decided to make me the only female member of what was called the Suffolk Regiment, and uh, I'd stand and salute and practice. <laughs> and I was up there with brigadiers and generals, and the whole battalion marched by and times by saluted me. And I knew how important that was, and I had already said I want to be a nurse. Right. And and. I was, that was it. That was the final hypnosis moment. I'm here to save people, to heal people. And that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. Short version of my introduction. There were many little itty bitty stories in between and I had to make a lot of choices in what to say and what not to say in the book itself. Right, right. Yeah. And I think I, I have that book right 
Here, the, well, I thought I had it right next to me, but I can't grab it. But I have that book. Thank you so much for sending me a copy. That's the yeah. yes, that's yes. The way to, that's the way to oneness. The way to and, oneness. Yes. And it's now republished as Journey into an Unknown World. Yes. The way to oneness revisited because I updated it with my stories that are in there because okay. the text was dry. Downloading. Right. Right. Uh, and uh, it was published in uh, Germany first. I'm not giving the whole story. It takes too long. But uh, bottom line is, Spirit Oneness told me to go to Germany. Okay. I had no idea what the book fair was like. I went and I tried pitching it to people, all in English, of course. And uh, on the way out, I, there was a tiny little like outhouse site compared with all the convention centers. Right. And I suddenly get this head burning thing. It's like flames coming out of my head. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I know this is important. So I go in there. There's like eight booths. And one is nobody's there. So I think, oh, well, I don't know why I'm in here. And I start to walk away and I hear a voice say, have you got it? And I turned around. And there was a man in the booth that I thought was empty, being behind a drape. And I said to him, you know I have it? Because he's German, yeah. I said, you know I have it? And he said, yeah. And I said, how do you know? And he said, that's what he said. <laughs> and he took that, I had that manuscript, it's like that, you know. And wow. in those days you had to do that. And he took it like it was a baby. Mm. And he held it like this. And he said, I will read it on the plane. And I will let you know within two weeks if I'm going to publish it. And of course, it will take time to translate it into German. Right. Fast forward, of course, it was published in German. And it was the first metaphysical book to go into East Berlin. Wow. I had no idea when I got on that train from, from England to go right. to Germany, you know, yes. over, whatever I did, that that was going to happen. Wow. And they sold 12,000 copies within a month. That is awesome. Yes. Put my yes. through university for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. So, so you're saying, so when you started receiving messages, the messages um, would say that God would say he's the one or she, he <laughs> is the yeah. one or oneness yeah. or oneness. Yeah. So yeah. because in those days, one believed that God was male and you've got to remember, you know, I'm 75, so back in those days, no computers, nothing, you know, word of mouth was the thing. And so I was very much, in many ways, like, you're weird, you're woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully now, the word oneness is actually starting to grow. I mean, it's, mm. I know when I started my show almost three years ago now, um, people would ask me, what is this oneness? Is it a new religion? And I said, no. <laughs> to, to me, oneness is, not, is, is the opposite of a religion because for me, oneness is everything. doesn't matter what your religion, your culture, nothing matters. You're still a part of the one. You're still a part of oneness. And so when I think of um, oneness, it definitely is not a religion. And I love the fact that it was science that helped awaken me to the truth of oneness because it, it really like blew my mind when I found science proved over a hundred years ago. So we're not even talking new science. 
Science mm -hmm. has proven that everything is energy Mm -hmm. And that energy is all interconnected and interdependent. And science proved this over a hundred years ago. So why mm -hmm. mankind has not awakened to this truth by now, it, it's a mystery because it's so obvious and it's so simple that mm -hmm. everything is a part of God, what we call, if you want to call God, universe, love. I like the best word I like. For God is love, and mm. everything is a part of that love and interdependent. Mm. So yes. Yeah, um, I agree with you a hundred percent. But you had a, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm a lot older than you, but um, you know what? You don't. I mean, no <laughs> one would believe you're seventy-five years old. No okay. one is. I wasn't thinking, but thank you. Um, but what <laughs> I did want to say was that you know, back when in my school years, uh, especially you know, it wasn't easy. My father had post-traumatic stress disorder, which wasn't defined. So at eight years old, I, I'm curing him. Yes. Um, I, I, it was like I brought with me my psychology, my psychiatry, and all those things. But of course, I didn't have words for it. I just knew what this was wrong and that was wrong, and I would fix it. But I myself was traumatized so many times through my family. You know, now we use the word dysfunctional, but in those days we were upper class. Ha -ha. You know, and it was like, why the hell are you doing? We're upper class. You know, grandpa used to go and play with the king and queen at the palace, and okay, so what? Mum's running around in holy vests, you know, got <laughs> no money, lordships disappeared. You know, why are you talking about this? And uh, you've got to remember, I was in the period of segregation, and I've come in with we're all the same. So I'm hearing you can't meet that person because they only work in a factory. I mean, mm -hmm. literally. And yet nice. my dad would tip his hat to the factory man because he would know that that man, without him in the factory, we wouldn't have whatever's on the table. So there was mm -hmm. very much a family thing that was important that I got ingrained in me. And I'm missing that today, not in myself, obviously it's been tempered and changed, but I'm missing it in the people of the world today. They're not appreciating. For example, I put my trash out yesterday and I said silently to myself, thank you, trash man, because I don't even know who he is, for right. collecting it. Yes. Because if we didn't, look what the mess and stink we're going to have. You know? Yes. And yes. people have forgotten that. And in a way, these disasters that we've got, like the, the, you know, the um, hurricanes, if you yes. would, um, have really flattened those countries or our country. But um, I'm hoping they're looking there when they bond together and start rebuilding like we did during World War Two, you know, back then and right. before I've ever born World War One. is tragedy brings us together. I wish it yes. didn't. I wish it would bring us together in joy. Yes. And it doesn't matter whether you're a, you know, a trash man or a king of the country. When it comes down to it, you all have emotions, you all have thoughts. And we are responsible within ourselves for how we project that that we have. And when you said love, I had so much love to give the world. And so many people, what they wanted to do was destroy it, destroy it. Because they don't know how to handle love. What do you think about that one? <laughs> right, yes. Well, yes, so, so true. I, uh, I have heard about the hurricanes, but uh, most of my listeners that listen to me regular know, know I have not watched news since 9-11. I have mm. not watched news since 
16 years. So, um, but I, I do hear news comes to me. Um, I do that to keep my vibration high because mm -hmm. I know everything is vibration. And um, I, I, I actually, when spirit told me to stop watching the news a few weeks after 9-11, um, I didn't know why, I, but I heard clearly inside from it within spirit said turn off that news and don't ever turn it on and i didn't know why i'm like why but okay i'll do it um i didn't find out till years later because the news has a, uh, the vibration of the news is to to lower actually i i want to say that almost the mission of the news is to lower the masses vibration to keep us and that's the only way we give away our power is when we are in a state of fear and a lot of people watching will sit and watch the news and become fearful and that fear is giving away our innate power within so um but i have heard but and, and like you said it's true uh tragedy does bring people together so uh in in a sense all these hurricanes and all these tragedies are bringing people together in a way where they're working together and helping each other, helping your neighbor and helping people, even people who are probably coming from all over to help people affected from the tragedy. So it, it has it has that 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 coming together um, aspect of it. So that's what I would look at. I would I would I try to take whatever is going on and look at the positive and the beauty that is coming out of it. Yeah, I wish I could say that I can always do the same because I I know that the oneness is not just the positive, actually. In my book, um, Quantum Entanglement, A Paranormal yes. Point of View, which is another book I've written, I explain the oneness. And we have the lowest, lower part of the oneness and we have the higher part of the oneness. And they must entwine and they yes. must have construction and destruction. And we're in a destructive mode right now because the way of our belief systems and everything that we have has, as I said, we've lost our values, we've lost our appreciations, we've lost our trust in one another and so on. So the Aquarian age, as you know, is the new age. But what people don't know is we're in the second spiritual age for mm. the oneness. Okay. And so that that turned around in two thousand and eight. And if you add up eight and two, it's ten and one is one. And right. and before that we had like an overlap of the Piscean and the Aquarian age. We're all going around in this loop in the middle here. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it was very disturbing for me because every every time I'm teaching something and I've got smiley faces on my students or whatever. And then I come home and see, you know, riots and destruction. Uh, I mean, look what Egypt did to itself. We didn't know if you watch it, but Egypt actually <laughs> destroyed their own history, you know, and those wonderful relics were all gone. But coming back to something you said, the uh, two towers. Mm -hmm. I knew that was going to happen in 1985. I was up there. I wrote about it in the books, uh, okay. some of my books. And uh, the first one I got out and I said to my husband, Steve, I said, you know, this isn't safe, this building. I feel like the, the girders are going to collapse. 
and mm. and it's bothering me because it has it is all, it's just because of the you know the way it's built nothing like it's 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 unsafe mm-hmm. so we get down i want to leave so we get down on the ground and i feel unsafe and then i feel like i have to go up the second one because that's stupid you know so right, up right. the second one i can't even get out the elevator i'm holding the door and going like this <laughs> well, i've seen it you know? okay and i said i have to go down and I got down on the ground and I said, I don't know, but something bad is going to happen here. Okay. So two days later, I had a day off because I was doing Mind, Body and Spirit Expo in New York. Right. And uh, so uh, we go to Staten Island and um, I want to see the two doubts. And as I'm looking, I see them go like that. Oh, in my wow. mind. I see the vision. But before they go down, I see these two planes. Okay. And I said to my husband, are, are people allowed to fly planes around from tall buildings? He said, no, not really. I said, well, in my vision, there's two planes. So maybe, because in those days, we're talking about Ekutati's philosophy that he thought the water was going to come in over Maine and down through the Great Lakes and flood out New York and stuff. Right. So I'm rationalizing now what I've seen. And I said, well, maybe there's going to be this big flood and some people are in a plane and they're safe. Mm. My point here of telling the story is not so much to show that I got it, you know, years before it happened, which is right. one is doesn't know time, right. so that's hard to define. It's not about that. It's about how we as judgmental beings can rationalize and, and excuse and justify what we believe could be right. and go off track because right. we don't know how to be omnipresent. Um, right, right, right. Omnipresent. Yes. What that means is I'm fully aware of my five senses and my spirit is in there noticing how everyone around me is responding and noticing how I am able to respond in the right manner and the right way so that everyone is clear. Mm. And what I see uh, about me all the time, especially lately with um, the planets where they are, it's constant confusion. And people assuming and guessing and judging and whatever all around it and getting angry and upset in different ways for different reasons, uh, whether it's a marriage or blaming or shaming or it's a work boss or something, you know, I've been hearing it over and over again for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's ever since we've kind of gone in, you know, into the vibration of the second spiritual age. Right. And we are known as human beings here on earth who don't give up easily. We don't <laughs> surrender. We fight and fight and fight for what we believe in. And it is destructive if it's against ourselves. And mm. 90% of what I see around people is they're against themselves. Yes. Uh, and how do you support yourself? You've got to love yourself, first of all. Yes. And most people don't get taught that the kids today their minds are in two my two-year-old grandchildren and they're all super duper with kids on the computer right at two years old (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's my little long speech yes (laughs) no that's amazing no exactly what you were saying about oneness being it's the yin and the yang it's the black and the white it is and and when you understand the truth of oneness there is no judgment because you know it's all a part. To judge something is to judge the oneness. Um, mm. So it's all a part of the one because there's nothing outside of oneness. So exactly true that there is 
only the, the and you need in, in this reality, in this duality reality we're in, you need the black and the white, you need the contrast, or you wouldn't see, you, you yeah. get to see, but it's just a contrast, that's all it is, it's one is not better than the other. That's where the non-judgment, when you see it, when you see everything as part of one, uh, uh, as part of the one, there is no judgment. So it takes away all of the judgment. Yeah, it, ideally, when we think ideally. that way, that's how it should be. But I want to use a snow peas pod here, for example. Um, one is, is the pod. And inside are all the little peas and their little seeds. And mm -hmm. if you look at the little peas, they may look identical, but they may even taste differently because some are a little bit more sweet than another, you know, another one might have a little blight on it or something when you open it. And in a way, what I'm leading to say here is we come in with a coding. It's called a soul structure coding. And our job is to use it. Mm -hmm. And using it in the negative is going to shake up the world, i.e. someone going out and shooting everybody. It's terrible. We, we don't want to judge it. We want to go into the overview and say it's happened for a reason. Exactly. We want to say, put down guns, you know, or put down a sword when it was five centuries ago. <laughs> you know, right. Stop warring, stop fighting, and realize it's not them out there, therefore, it's me inside here I have to fix. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, well I was when I said what I said, it wasn't that I want when I say no judging, it's not that um I'm condoning everything that's being done. It's just saying I know that like you just said, anything outside of me is is the illusion. It comes from within and we all collectively go within and change to change the the mirror because I call it a holographic multi-dimensional mirror and to change the holographic multi-dimensional mirror you have to first start with love within and 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 change within and the, let that interchange be the reflection and when the interchange, then you'll see the reflection in the mm -hmm. outer world. But it, it just, for me, it takes away judgment. I don't judge anyone. I don't judge anything. I know, and like, and I know that it is there for a reason. Everything is happening in perfect divine order. So even mm -hmm. if, I, even if my human consciousness, I can't, figure out why but i know if it happened it happened for a reason and it mm -hmm. happened for our highest good mm -hmm. so it's happening for a reason and for our highest good yeah, there's a lot of people though that can't understand that because they're so steeped in you know for example teaching in japan for so many years when i first went there they were wearing their kimonos and cottons and different things that they wore in the street that was their life Today, if you go there, you're, they're westernized, and suddenly there's someone with a kimono, and you're going, oh my god, there's a you know, because their tradition has changed so much, and you usually find out that they're either going to a wedding, or they're going working in a job in a hotel where they have to wear one. Okay. You know, uh, so, you know, when I look at those, in India, when I was in India, you know, people just, oh, I need to go and sit there right in front of me, and boom. You know, it's like, what am I looking at? You know, right. 
and I wasn't well off, but when I came back from India, uh, and you know, I've been chanting Rama and uh, all the great sages, Moses, Abraham, Ezekiel, you know, all those, they all talked to me. So, um, you know, I came home from India with, um, I, I'm rich, you know, mm -hmm. in the, I have my spirit, I have the oneness, I'm supported by them, and I still have to struggle with a husband that's drinking and uh, kids are all over the place and so on. We have to go through those hardships in order for us to say, why is this happening, first of all? Mm -hmm. And then look around and ask, how much of me am I a part of that? Because we're all in a big clay, a drama. Mm -hmm. Yes. If, if we don't play our part well, which might be yelling at, say, I suddenly yelled at you. <laughs> Supposing that we were, you know, yelling. Um, it would be, why are you two yelling? Well, we're testing our strength, our power, our insurance, <laughs> our whatever, whatever. Meanwhile, the one is looking down going, oh, good, that's going to set them up for the next happening next time when they protect themselves. Right, so exactly. People can't see these things because there's no one really talking about it exactly you know? mm -hmm. yeah. well for me I the, the other thing is I also I know that as a divine aspect of God I am creating this play and when something and I know that every challenge I go through I chose that challenge I set that challenge up for my awakening for whatever challenge all challenges are blessings in disguise so I, and I know that I, it wasn't, no one did, no one is doing anything to me. I am doing it all to myself. I am mm -hmm. creating this play, this dream, this illusion. Um, we're all really, we've never been separated from the one. We've never been separated from God and we can't be. It's impossible. But we can think that we are, we can pretend that we are, and we can create this, this drama. We create. So when something happens, I first own it. It's like, I created that. Not sure why. Sometimes I do know why. It's like, okay. But um, whatever happens, whatever I experience, I look at it and say, I created it. Mm. And, and um, so, yes. But I understand what you mean when you say not everybody is there. Not everybody yeah. is so there. So it tests us. It tests us in our sense of awareness to use the five senses. And it brings in the psychic senses. And, you know, I have a, a way of teaching people through vision mm -hmm. to go in one day from I'm not psychic to being able to read anyone. Oh, and please share. Can you share? Can you share some of it? I mean, I know it's probably you can't, but can you share some things that yeah, I, our I, listeners? Yeah, I can share it, but I have to set it up a little bit. Um, first of all, I channel everything, so I was drawing back in the days when, and uh, it was like I was tracing on a paper, and I could just see these outlines. I was drawing it in Indian ink, and then. Um, I uh, got from them the second night, it's four hours to do that, and the second night kids are in bed, I paint it. And the only paint I've got in the house is kids' paint. So the original, original was pretty dull, and I didn't like it, but they said, this is your oneness card. And I'm like, oneness, what do you mean? They said, one card, not a whole bunch of tarot cards. Okay. And so I thought, oh, I have to get it printed. So I hopped 
down to the local printer and said, oh yeah, we can do that. Colour separation, this and that. It cost you £5,000. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it went in the drawer and I forgot about it. And uh, then with Japan, uh, by, and colour copying and colour copying and colour copying over time, I ended up with those colours turned out to look chocolate box. It was just mm. amazing. Oh. And of course, I could colour, you know, in those days for like, I don't know, $3 a copy on card, you know. And I went off to Japan with it. And um, what I told them was, like, supposing you want to ask yourself, should I go to work or not today? Well, you don't want to say, or oh, not. You would say, should I go to work? Single work. Okay. Single work. No alternative. Okay. That's right. one mistake most people make, by the way. When okay. you ask a question of yourself, never ask two questions at the same time. Okay. Good, good advice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, having done that, then let's say, well, should I go to work today? You then scan the card. There are lots of different images on it. And let's say in the middle is a peacock, and the peacock has its feathers down. So it's not bragging, right? it's not showing all its glory. Mm -hmm. So I would think, okay, that means for me right now, as I'm seeing that, that I can lay low. I don't have to go to work today. Okay. It's not an answer. It'd be that simple. And I don't have to rationalize well, what would my boss think and so on and so forth. I can just say, call in and say, I'm sorry, I'm not coming today. Okay. <laughs> Whatever they do on the other side of that is their space and how they respond to it. And if they fire me, okay, I've invited that, as you said. Right. But on the other side, that might be the sign I need to move on to my next job. Exactly. So I started teaching them like this. And uh, I don't think I have a copy in here. This is my husband's office. Mm -hmm. um, but it's now in a book called Expanding Images with the Omnicard. And the first 60 pages are teaching you how to be psychic and to okay. use that card. Only the cards are paged now, and there's one in the front and one at the back. Uh, and if someone wants to cut out the one at the back, for example, they could and then go and laminate it or photocopy it onto a, a card and laminate it, but I encourage my students to do. Mm -hmm. And then you can put it out any time you want, and okay. just ask yourself that question. And if you're stuck, you go to the second part of the book. There, I've written what that image means. Okay. Just so you know where it is. You can just flip through and find it, even though it's an index. Okay. And, and then there's yes and no suggestions. Because if you can't quite work it out, I'm helping you out with those suggestions. Okay. Well, anyway, coming back to Japan, the first time I took it, uh, I had 50 people in the class. And... Uh, I said, is anyone psychic? And this hand came up like this. Mm -hmm. And she took it around like this. You know? <laughs> and she's the only one. Okay. And at the end of the day, because I had to do exercises and, and work with that, that card, and at the end of the day, they couldn't reach high enough. Oh, okay. They were so excited because yes. there wasn't one person in the room that couldn't read the other people. And that's the mm -hmm. point of it. We have to be able to read one another we have to have, i have to feel your energy now yes. you're not even in in the room with me right okay but i could read you i don't do that right now because <laughs> of the focus of oneness but okay i can read you now if i never saw you met you as before when i had the email right right you fit exactly what i had in my head from just your email oh okay, okay. 
<laughs> so you you got that lovely smile. I saw that, and I saw your color, and I saw that you were small, petite, and so on. You know, so it, it was it was just oh yes, you know, for me because I mm -hmm. connect. Well, there are people around the world who you know, they'll send me an email. I have three questions. You know, a variation on how much depending on the country so if it's like a poor country right or if it's say just send me what you can afford it might be twenty dollars whereas if it's a rich you know country uh -huh. then I'll dollar it into their money and say my fee right um, and I've never ever in my whole life had anyone not pay me or thank me with something or something and tell me I was wrong or something like that I had such a good connection, a solid connection. Mm -hmm. And here I'm coming back to the angel I saw. That was Archangel Haniel. And okay. it's Haniel, if you know your Bible and you know your Christian faith, he's one of the seven archangels. We've okay. Gabriel, we've got Gabriel, we've got Raphael, and that's Haniel's turn. Okay. Haniel is the communicator. They're all joined together, the angels, but you read that in that book you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, so Haniel's what he's dealing with is two and a half thousand years approximately we've just started okay on learning to communicate with the oneness to communicate with one another in oneness right. so here's my little example mm -hmm. uh, you're walking down the road I've been using this one lately Okay. Uh, we're walking down the road and suddenly you get pain here, right here on your shoulder, right? You see me shoulder. Right, 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 yes. Uh, and you think, oh, it must be my purse or something. And what right. you don't realize is that you've just felt someone who's in your soul group, which is like one cell of the oneness mm -hmm. in your body, okay, because it's massive. Uh, right. And you've just felt that person get shot. And it disappears once that pain goes away because they're healed or something's happened. It disappears. In the same way, if one of your uh, people on the earth is, say, living in Africa and uh, they have a motor car accident, yes. you feel like your stomach's dropping. You think something's happened. I must call my family and find out if they're all safe. Right. You right. have a sense of an accident. Yes. Well, you don't realize when you call them, well, they're all safe, you know, and, and then you realize, oh, it must be something somewhere else okay. i had that today i woke up this morning and i felt like my stomach i'd lost it and and i felt worried and agitated and i'm not normally like that and mm -hmm. uh, i said to my husband something's going on somewhere in this world mm. i like you i don't follow the news but right. Steve, my husband he has only every room in the house so he can follow and keep up with it and i'm like oh. <laughs> He's also a bit deaf, so um, uh -huh. that's his journey, and, and he, right. uh, wants, he wants to be up to date with what's happening politically. Yes, okay. and um, I can understand why, because it, for those kind of people, it's their journey to see what's wrong with our system mm -hmm. and come to a conclusion when the opportunity arrives later to right. revamp our system. Yes, that system will revamp according to the young ones mm -hmm. or the new generation of children on right. this planet. Yes. I need two year olds that can come out on stage and perform like they're 20. Mm. Yes, <laughs> I this is true. About that too. It's called um, Discover Your Baby Spirit. And mm. I tell you, 
leave them before. You see, you have to wait about five generations for you to be born. You've got your ancestors. You've got to let all that happen before you can come down because they set up the stage for you to arrive. So okay. you can do what you're going to do. So I explain in the book the setup, the soul structure coding, the pre-idea in the mother that I'm going to go down this road and I'll get raped or I've married Prince Charming, you know, blah, 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 and I have a baby. Right. It doesn't matter which way it happens. Right. We set ourselves up to have that baby. That spirit is already, you know, close for the last two years or so before right. you ever get pregnant. Mm. And then when you do get pregnant, the first trimester is the mother growing the baby like a leaf on a tree. The right. spirit is around. It doesn't stay in the body. But when the ba baby quickens, mm -hmm. that's when the spirit enters the body. Okay. And when we enter the body, we don't stay in it all the time. We come out. Right. And you, every night, for example, where you're sleeping, you're yes. going to come out. Yes. Okay? yes. It, otherwise, yes. you're locked up. You know, you can't express who you are as a spirit, as a human yes. being. Yes. So it's no different in the womb. We've got to come out. Right, you know? right. And yes. even as I speak, I'm waiting for one of my sons and his wife. They're having their eighth child. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> he hasn't popped out yet. So okay. we're, we're waiting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That is exciting. Well, it's but, exciting. There's a lot of children. I thought, yeah. oh, this heart bad enough. <laughs> They seem to love it. <laughs> yes. So when did you come to the States? I know you were born in, and raised in England. So you've yeah. been here? In 1982, I came on tour. Okay. Because I was famous in England. England's a small country, so it's pretty easy to eventually become famous. And the way I became famous is through uh, magazines and things like Psychic News and uh, you know, it's very difficult to get on television at all. Mm -hmm. So a few times I did, it was in the news, and I would like we have it. I remember one time that there was a a sugar shortage, and somebody stopped me and asked me, "What do you think about the sugar shortage?" And I used it, and I said, mm -hmm. "Well, it's there for a reason. Those with sweet teeth, tooth, whatever the expression was, uh, right. will learn to go." on the other side and appreciate salt. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, it's all part of learning. What we right. Need, we don't need. And, and I didn't mention the word psychic, you see. So, but I got, it got played on the okay. news. So oh. It, okay. But you see my face, you know. Right. Oh, so okay. It helped. Uh, yes. And uh, then the radio, I went on tour with radios and it was funny because my manager set up all the B-towns. Bristol, mm -hmm. you know, bees. So I was going to all these towns with bees doing radio shows, and that was unique in those days to be on so many radio shows. And then the um, festivals, uh, so many of them, uh, Ram Das and people like that, they yes. were on, on, on the shows with me. Right. Uh, and uh, even John Denver was in an event we put on. Uh, it was called, um, it was supposed to be Tidying with LA and Canada and us in London and mm -hmm. it was called the World Symposium on Humanity mm. and I knew uh, we were the most successful in London Wow! And I, I was working in the magazine working mostly and um, I knew that this was a dress rehearsal just the same as when I opened up my centre so in India and I knew it was a dress rehearsal 
Okay. And so here I am, 35 years later, and I'm saying, um, okay, I've got the center again. I just got it, and we're going to open it. It's been a year with traumas and different things happening. My dad died, and then we had rain flooding in and different things. But here it is. We finally got a place again. At okay. the same time, I'm thinking we're ready for World Symposium on Humanity now. Oh, wow. We're not, not having John Denver fly over and some of us fly over here and stuff, but we can do it on this. And so I'm still kind of scared and nervous. As you know, I admit it to you, I've never used Zoom, but Zoom is going to be the way we can do it. Uh, yeah, so I love we Zoom. Can have, we can have different speakers uh, talking yeah. to one another and people listening in and hearing what they have to say. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, and uh, educate people. You know, yes. they want to learn. And we can, if, if the world was the right way, because computers don't cost anything, we could all be in our houses. We don't have to travel. We don't have to do anything. So we can have a panel of experts. Right. And People can log in and get it for a fee, uh, and I, I want to do this for me uh, on Zoom. I have 115 or so shows, half-hour shows called okay. The Unknown World. Okay. And, um, you can find that, and you'll see there are so many topics, and what I'd like to do is give that away. That's mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And then do a, a webinar or a seminar on that topic. Now imagine mm. if we get other people talking about it as well. Right. Yes. So I'm thinking big, but my yes. brain hasn't got big yet. It's <laughs> okay. No, it's always, always good to think big. Now, please, I was going to ask you, please share with the listeners how they can follow your work, um, your website, and all, any place they can go to find you. Share that well, with the listeners. Uh, I'd like to admit that my website is not that great right now because um, I've had three people saying they're going to rebuild it for me and it got messed up instead of rebuilt. <laughs> so my poor hubby is the one fiddling with it. It's called, same as my center, www.sumaris, S for sugar, U, M for mother, A, R, I, S for sugar again, centeramericanspelling.com. Uh -huh. And then... Uh, I got a friend, mutual friend we both know, uh, Heather Tapia, who's uh, working with me uh, on radio shows and things, and yes. uh, she's building Ask Dr. Margaret. Okay. So okay. We've got two backing into one another now, um, and that Ask Dr. Margaret is if people want to write in and ask me a question and right. respond freely and so on. Whereas the website, you can learn about my crystal therapies. Did you know about those? No, I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. Well, yes. uh, you were talking about oneness and the energy. I'll pick yes. it up and say basically we are energy, as you said. Yes. And uh, I learned first, I was young, I, again, four years, year, five years, I was picking up rocks off the pathway because that's all that was available. And we played mothers and fathers and nurses and doctors. And I put the stones on my friends. They'd mm -hmm. fall asleep and I'd watch their auras. You know, mm -hmm. so, so wow. that was my initial introduction that stones heal. And I've written about that in the book too. But um, the, the thing about it was it evolved. And I had Master Chang, who's a very, very ancient spirit. 
Okay. Uh, and I had Parkinson's disease. I was diagnosed with it when I was 37, and it's hereditary. People don't know that, but it is hereditary through the DNA and the RNA, the way you think. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I was diagnosed, and it was young for, to be diagnosed, I was under tremendous stress. And, and my head was going like this, you know, and my arms were going like this. I mean, I was in advanced shakes. And uh, my friends were the doctors, said, you've got PD, you've got PD. It wasn't called that then, and you had to say the whole thing. And um, I'm like, I can't have that. My grandma was like Muhammad Ali, walking around you know, with a dead band face. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to have this. I don't want to have this. Right. And that's when Master Chang came into my mind, and he started to show me that my negativity and the way I was thinking, the way I'd been brought up, and the way I was looking at the world, trying to love it all, and yet hating it all, and I actually clinically died uh, because they gave me, these doctors, one doctor gave me a pill which I didn't know, it was, it was a tranquilizer, but it was a newish pill and I didn't know anything about it and I didn't check and it, it turned out it was a heroin derivative mm -hmm. pill okay to calm your mind okay because i want it right right so um for the first two weeks i i was all right one in the morning one in the evening or something and the second week the pressure coming on it was like did i take one or not because i'm getting starting to lose my right. mind you don't know right. it you know right I mean? and then by the end uh, of the three weeks i remember thinking i'm taking one minute did i take one i don't know well i'll just take four uh you know because then i'm safe That's oh my goodness yes and then the next thing i remember was um um you know i i'm thinking some of the things they kill me i have to write uh, lies lies because i was thinking lies of my accident right and then the next thing i knew i was out of body watching people trying to make me walk or something okay and so they got me to the hospital and they'd gone through my purse and they thought they kept saying how many of these did you take? One well, one. Apparently, I'm saying 20, 20. And there was about eight bottles in my purse. So, you know, aspirins are different. So they told my eldest son, who was 15 then, and my mm -hmm. husband, that um, I was going to die that night. Mm. Okay. So they got me in, they got me on watch and so on. And sure enough, I did. My heart stopped. Right. And then I had a conversation, a short version of this is basically, I said, I can't stay here. I can't do this work, your style, because it's impossible. I've got too much, you know, you know. And, right. and I said, yes, you can. You haven't even started your work yet. And I said, don't do me that. I couldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they said, well, okay. You know, and it was like, oh, God, I feel so guilty. I'm letting the team down. You know? mm -hmm. Right. So said, You've got to give me something to stay, something, some hope. You know. Okay. And mm -hmm. they said, we promise we will. Okay. And at that point, I felt something in my heart. And then um, I I remember um, sort of a pain shooting through me. And then I was I was aware that I had a body. I wasn't awake, awake but I well, I could feel something in my body. Right. Well, I got proof of the pudding, not imagination, because the nurse that was on duty making me you know, watching all this going on. Right. Was the neighbor of my best friend. She was on night duty. 
And okay. She went and banged on her door and told her, your friend's in the hospital and he's safe and she died last night. Oh my goodness. So I have wow. confirmation it wasn't a psychic out of body thing or anything like that. Right. And then right. Uh, the next day, uh, they asked me, why did I try to commit suicide? And I said, what, what are you talking about? Like, it was an accident. <laughs> yeah, but then I thought, yeah, I did though. Because okay. Supplement. In this marriage with these kids are driving me crazy and all my patients. I understand, so, yes. You know, uh, so I had to acknowledge that I had the death wish, and later on it made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Because my mom used to say all the time, I wish I was dead every time something went wrong. Yes. And my grandma, her mom, used to sit when I was under, because she passed by a time I was 10. She would sit there and tell me how. I, I th- all I have to do is slip my hands, you know, I could be gone, you know, and that kind of talk to me. Nobody cares about me, nobody loves me, I think I'm going to go and take pills, or, you know. So, generation, three generations to me, I'm the third one. Right. I want to get off the planet. Okay. Yeah. But what I didn't know was that was going to connect me to the higher echelon of the oneness in knowing I was connected. Right. Before that, I was downloading i was here they were there you know okay they're up there in heaven and i'm downloading okay too all that knowledge was in me right and all they had to do was press the buttons okay we're going to talk about this and start talking i know it right well in in truth that that's my thing with uh organized religion when you go forward your your volume goes down oh i'm sorry Okay, can you hear me okay? I can, can you... hear you, but you're half the tone. I don't know what you're connected to. Oh, do, well, actually, I'm just talking through the computer mic. Oh, um, sorry. It's going quiet. Yeah, go on. Okay, well, now, what I was saying is that, in truth, the thing that, um, the thing about organized religion, it makes us think that God is up there, and we're down here, and we're separate from God. So that's my biggest thing when I understood the truth that we're not separate from God. We're not separate from the oneness and we never are and we never can be. But many don't understand that. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm checking me, but you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm just checking if it's me or you. But when you go like that, that's when I I lose you sometimes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Right. <laughs> but um, what you what you said about what you realized when you came back from your, um, uh, I guess it was a near death experience. And when you came back from your near death experience, you realized your connection to God, your and all in the oneness. And I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it at all. Oh, I mean, I, I, I didn't. It didn't click in until about two years later. Oh, okay. Uh, I knew I downloaded something, but I didn't know what it was. And it was while I was working on with Master Chang and mm-hmm. working on my Parkinson's disease. Right. Doing the crystal acupuncture, um, okay. using a crystal on your points in different parts of the uh, normally an acupuncturist would use, but it's not the stone that penetrates; it's the energy. Yes. Through the stone. Yes. The now it sounds like you turned down your mic because I can't hear you as well. No, I don't know. 
funny what this on. Okay. Not used to it, so I don't know. It, it, oh, okay. Switch on it, so I'm just—I don't know what's happening. Okay. It's anyway, it's okay. It's okay. I can still hear you. Okay. 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 So now I understand. You didn't under—you didn't realize that you're connected to the oneness until two years after that experience. I see. Well, I'm uh, just not actually. I rephrase that. I always knew I was connected to the oneness because I've known that my whole, you know, to those years. But I didn't know till two years later that I had downloaded the entire understanding of all that is. Oh, okay. So that I was able to write that book that you mentioned, which is now called Journey into an Unknown World, The Way to Oneness Revisited. Okay, I understand. When that book came through me, it unlocked everything. Okay. I understand. Well, for me, it was, um, I'm working on my first book, but for me, understanding the truth of oneness just opened. I understood everything, everything that I couldn't understand and was struggling with. I understood when I understood the simple truth of oneness for me, which is there is no separation. A separation is an illusion. But we're all a part of God and we never can be separated. And when I understood that at a heartfelt level, it changed my world, you know. So, but yes. Yeah. One of the things that they told me at the time when I was going through all this was, um, I wrote it in the book too, the difference between me and others, and it's not egotistical, it's just as an analogy that they gave me. Mm -hmm. The difference is I'm on the floor scrubbing the floor with everyone else. Mm -hmm. The difference is I'm enjoying scrubbing the floor, watching okay. everybody else scrubbing the floor along with them while they're busy complaining. I don't know why I'm down here scrubbing the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so the floor is here, planet Earth. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I have fun watching people and seeing their and it sounds awful saying I'm having fun watching their pain. No, I'm not having fun. I know how they feel. But there's a part of me that is enjoying it because I know it's going to move them on. Yes. To something else. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't want to change it. I don't want to alter anything. And so one of the things I always say to my patients or clients is, if you need me, call me. I'm not going to tell you like other doctors, oh, I need you to come next week and next week and, you know, keep them coming back. That's a habit. It's a routine people don't need. We've got a psychiatrist in our town here, the only one because it's a small town. And uh, some of his people have been going there two and three years. They get their little scripts and how are you today? I said to them, how long are you in there? Ten minutes. Okay. And um, so on and so forth, and what I just get is more depression, more this, more that. They come to me, I spend two hours with them. I help them get to the root with their soul coding. I help them understand what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and how they're going. And I hypnotize them, but that history doesn't matter anymore because you're now in the new vein of the oneness, and I'll put them on the table right. if they need it. And I'll spend an hour working on them, and I'll clean out all five bodies that make up the aura. And they get off that table, and it's like, I'm a different person. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's how quickly we can change the energy of someone in two hours by the way they think, the way they feel, and the way they use this body and the way they connect to the oneness. Right. And I had a doctor in Japan who's a psychiatrist and she came to do one of my oneness workshops. 
-hmm. And she took that, uh, she told me at the time that her time with each patient, because Japan has got so many depressed people, was five minutes. Mm -hmm. They walk in the door, she writes a script, tells them to come back next week. Oh, okay. You know, that bad. There's that right. many depressed people. So when I, when I told her what to do, including the hypnosis, she applied it. Because she was depressed because she couldn't help everyone, you know. So to win. And that next time I saw her, she came uh, to my class and she just grabbed me and she's saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I said, what? what? Because I didn't remember, you know. And, right. and she said, so we told me the story. And I said, well, what changed? She said, me. And I said, well, how did that change the work? She said, well, when they come in, instead of the hospital making me book every 10 minutes, I went out and I told my secretary out there, every 15, right. don't you dare. Uh, so she, three, three times the time they had before, right. and she had them come in, sit down, put them in hypnosis the way I showed her, give them a new point of view, record it on their iPhone, Tell them to listen to it 21 times every day, and then they come back, and she go, "How do you feel? I'm much better, but I've got something else wrong." <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always something. There's layers and layers of stuff in this. Right, like right. And, you know, so um, but she was so excited because so many people. She was out of that simple technique, a little bit of hypnosis, and a little bit of finger doing the crystal she did as well right. uh, and they just got better so anyone listening to your show you know I hope they want to call in and ask you about it or you know go and look for it online well, you know your, books on that too <laughs> yes and I do have your your website link on my website you're there they have a link to your website from my website yeah, you've got louder now Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I always share with everyone that we are all we are all divine, unique, unique aspects of the divine. So that's the there's you are uniquely an aspect of the divine. No one else like you. But you're and and I. So we're all unique aspects of the divine, and we all can tap into that divinity within within us so that is so true that is so true but i i want to share with you what you you know uh and and the listeners who may not know uh global oneness day is coming up the eighth annual global oneness day is coming up this year and this year we did record it in zoom so this year is the first year that it's going to be videotaped it's been audio for seven years but this year is actual video and mm. i would i encourage everybody to register it's for free a mm. free 12-hour telesummit with over 50 amazing speakers go to global org or just google global oneness day and and the information will come up but i help produce it i'm working with humanities team for the past year and a half and i help produce global oneness day this year so i mm. encourage everybody to just Register for free. You can listen to it live all day that year. Well, when I say live, it's pre-recorded, but it's going to stream live on Global mm. Women's Day, and it'll yeah. be available for 48 hours after that. So yeah. I, I was really astounded when I heard that they were doing Women's Day and they had been done for a while because, as, as I told you earlier on, I didn't know uh, 
that, that, that this was on. And as you can tell by the way I'm talking and how I founded it, I didn't know. Uh, I was really amazed to find that that one word has evolved to a group of people, you know, putting on this event, which is that seminar I was talking about, you know, that I was saying. Right. One of that thing. Yes. Uh, you know, um, and I would like to be a part of that. Because, yes. you know, it, it's my essence. It's what I came in with and it's what I've shared. And look, it was like, wow, they're doing a seminar on yes. the oneness. It's yes. something I started and I was yes. just like, and I said to Master Chang, who still pops in, of course, because I'm still mm -hmm. evolving. I've been studying the brain so deeply and now science, as you said, mm -hmm. is saying what I was saying when I was 21. Yes. About mm -hmm. the brain. Yes. And people will look at me and go, no, you how do you know that? <laughs> I just know it, you know, because you can't explain to people how you download it. And right. I could see the nerve, I could see the ganglias, I could see how people were processing, I could look inside their brain with just my fingertips, and I could mm. see where a tumor was, or whatever it was, you know. And right. I down into its molecules. Right. put it through the skin, through the... Um, you know the whole system of the blood system i direct it into the uh the uh, um digestive system right and all this was going on with in my head mm -hmm. so that i didn't know what was happening to the body a marvelous teacher to me right in terms of downloading what we are like and i really want to say we are amazing genetic engineering because as we all know we were not just here we were made, and, right. and, and we, you know, when I, I keep fast forwarding because there's so many, so many stories. <laughs> when I was um, about, I'm just trying to think. I must have been about 30, uh, 24, something like that. Uh, and I was telling someone that Mary, and you know, the the egg of Mary, okay, sperm of Joseph was mm -hmm. made outside the body and put into Mary's body. Everybody said that's blasphemous, or everybody said that's impossible. And then when we had the first, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, the first test tube baby, they, oh. made, they took the mother's egg and they took the father's sperm and they did it in a, in a little gel. Yes. Spray, right? And then when it had germinated, then they put it into her womb. Right. And, and placenta grew. And she right. had the first test tube grown baby. Oh, okay. That's how Jesus was done. Only he wasn't done by um, he wasn't it wasn't done by some scientists. It was right. done by aliens. Now here I had to step out of my closet mm -hmm. because in the world of spiritual stuff, you can't mix religion and philosophy with aliens. Mm, right. But I, I had alien encounters of the first kind on mm -hmm. their ships, okay, mm -hmm. and they made me pregnant, mm. and they took it, and I used to go and bring her up, and I could see her, and they tried to block my mind from the hypnosis, and I got to a point where I could unblock it, and I could see her, and they're on another planet now, mm. they populated another planet, right, and these were things that I knew when I was 10 years old, you see, Mm -hmm. that we came from another planet 
and I'm telling people and adults, of course, and they're going, "No, dear, you're a bit do nanny." What's wrong with you? And and so finally, I wrote this last book that I've just um, called "My Journey into the Oneness." Uh huh. Read it on paper. What happened? Okay. And so I've come out of the closet because right. I couldn't. I didn't want because I'm also a trans medium, and what uh -huh. that means is. I can surrender my body and come out and be a blob up in the ceiling and they'll speak through me with the accents and everything. Okay? Right, right. Uh, and um, it, it was very uh, popular in England in the 60s through 70s. Right. And when I got over here in the 80s, it just started. Right. Uh, so I had, it was like going back in time for me, but I had to join what was popular in order to be seen and, and heard and make my connection and um at that point i began to understand so much more coming to america it opened doors for me i could you know india was very tight-knitted and you can't do this whereas here i could go i had my own tv show and mm -hmm. you know different things right and and it made me grow and it made me evolve and all the while i got master chang in my head because he was bringing me people for right. me to fix and okay. I, I, I you know it was just incredible and i saw for example i had a young man um he had md muscular mm. dystrophy okay and i was working on the right brain for the left side right. and we got him that he could stand and jump and do all this kind of thing that i'm doing here you know whereas right. his father's like you know right right and, and he, his mother brought him every week, and I worked with him for about six or seven weeks, quite a while. And then um, she said, okay, I, I said to him, well, it's time to do the other side. Okay? okay. So on the day he was due to come, I'm sick, Mom. Do you want to go? He was only 18. Mm. And uh, every time we made an appointment, he didn't come. And then, you know, I was so frustrated because I was researching, you know, with Chang through his body, and he was my my taste if you like to see right. you know my scientist self you know working. Right, right and i was so it's kind of frustrated and uh i and then master chang said when will you understand the divine will cannot invade the lower conscious will itself mm. and should he desire to be in a wheelchair there is nothing you can do to change that exactly but even if god stood before you right now and gave you all the healing power to heal a whole room, which I can do by the way. <laughs> um, those who want it are going to get it and they go away better. And there was one time I actually channeled Jesus in the mind, body, spirit event, no, whole life, whole life expo in right. LA. And because he said he wanted people to talk to Jesus the man, right. not Jesus the Christ. Right. So um, I'm, I'm, not there, I'm there, he's there, and it was recorded, so I was able to watch it later, which was good. Right. I love that because I don't know what's going on while it's happening. And um, I got three phone calls from people in, in the room, follow up within a month or so. Mm -hmm. Those three people had all had cancer badly, and when mm -hmm. they went to have all their tests, it had all gone. Mm. And that yes. was Jesus. <laughs> but I, I like what you just said that Master Chang said it's the free will. It is everyone. We all are divine aspects of God. We all 
came here for a purpose and a reason and we all we create our challenges for uh, our sole purpose our sole reason and so we can we love and have compassion for everyone but it's it's a it's about them wanting it a person has to want it yes but yes. it's this has been an amazing conversation Thank you so much for for coming on to Awake to Oneness. And I understand now, now we are living in amazing times. Mm. I first heard of um, Humanities Team and the um, Global Oneness Day in 2010, their first, uh, because I awoke to the truth of oneness in 2007. So in 2010, I don't know, I was on the internet, Global Oneness Day, okay, what is that? So that's how I first heard of them. And like I said, I've been working with Humanities Team now for about almost two years. And I just, I'm, I feel very honored to be producing uh, Global Women's yeah, Day this I, year. I, I'd be really appreciative if you could just mention me. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, I definitely have already. Steve has everything. Matter of fact, um, that's how I discovered you was from the, the email that you had sent to Humanities Team. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I, it was um, very interesting to discover it because you can imagine I've been the, I, I felt like I was the poster boy walking around with the word oneness on, you know, I should say mm -hmm. that. Uh, yes. You know, saying, have you seen this yet? Do you know what this is yet? <laughs> <laughs> and so to find that there's actually someone who's got the word and using it and bringing the people together. Yes. The, the idea of the webinar. Actually, I, I don't know if you're on Facebook. But actually, oneness is very big now. I actually have, um, have co-founded another organization this year, in March of this year. It's uh, the Universal Oneness Alliance. It's an organization I co-founded with four other nonprofit organizations. It's Awake to Oneness Radio, Universal, uh, Uni Universal Unity, um, Awakening to Our Truth, and MetaSoul. So as four four organizations came together and created um, Universal Oneness Alliance. So, but on, on Facebook, just alone, you, you type in oneness, you'll find a ton of organizations with that word oneness. So we're, it's definitely blossom. We, we're we're oh, awakening. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. I didn't pay any attention to it because, you know, well, the, the other reason is this, that I was told by the oneness, Generally, um, uh, I have another particular guide that's been my teacher. That's Cornelius Tacitus, who lived. He was a Roman uh, senator and, and historian and account. I mean, he did everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's he does a lot of readings with me, psychology and psychiatry, what comes into it. And uh, he told me, I was very young, do not read other people's books. Hmm. And I'd gone to the library, and all I found was like uh, the I Ching, which uh, was paranormal in those days. And mm -hmm. the rest of it was all, you know, Mohammedism or Muslimism or whatever you want to call it. And I'm just saying that they're about those people uh, and, uh, you know, the Jesus bit and the Buddha bit. And oh, by the way, um, I've been channeling Siddhartha Buddha since I could hmm. walk. Okay. And because I wasn't, um, you know, I'm not a Buddhist, right. I could believe him. 
So right. all the philosophy and theology and spirituality that I came to understand about the oneness came through him. Mm. And the balance between the mind and the emotions, you mm -hmm. know, the harmony between the two. Right. And um, so coming back to Cornelius, he told me, do not read anyone else's works. Mm. And, okay. the, and I know why now, because there's a lot of wrong hearsay, guessing, People are saying this is the truth. I mean, it's their truth, and the people who follow him say truth, and they're in their nest. So you know that's what they should be doing. But right. it's not actually the truth mm -hmm. about how the oneness works. It actually, it, uh, it, it by its energy, it's like a ball. I'm holding my hands up here so people can see. It's like a ball, and it's constantly moving and shifting like this, uh, and it's entwined. So I'm reading this, and I put a bowl of a ball of noodles on the front cover of my book quantum entanglement which right. is so it comes together by vibration and eventually it gels and it gels and it gels and it becomes solid but in the center here of my hands is energy vibration, right. vibration that is until eventually it blows apart mm -hmm. and now we we feel miles away from everyone else and we're so free and and then oh i'm belonging where do i belong i have to find this bit I'm looking, I'm looking for my bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but at mm -hmm. that time, we're saying, I'm looking for Prince Charming or mm -hmm. Princess, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, soulmate or something. But the truth is, we're all soulmates. Mm -hmm. But we, yes. we just don't understand the way it works. Yes, that's so, so true. I hope people will begin to realize that every single life, whether it's for a minute or like my dad, a hundred, you know, it's a valuable life. Yes. Even if they sit in a chair all day long and do nothing, for the people come and go and see them sitting in a chair all day long doing nothing, there is something going on. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Every, everyone, every single, um, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet, and every single one, every single soul is just as important as as a millionaire it has nothing to do with money it's it's every soul has a purpose and a meaning and 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 every soul is needed it's there's not one of us that's not needed that is right. so true that's there's so true no accidents, in other yes words. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes but thank you so very much so, so I much want to say and, thank you for having me because it's nice to talk to someone about the oneness and yes. it's it, it also i have to admit that when i talk about the things i've done i know i need to because people are interested but i just feel like i'm bragging because i'm not no well no this is really you know what this, i mean this is, well this is what my show is about my show is about people that understand the truth of oneness and living the truth of oneness and they come to share their their experience of living oneness so with the world that's what the show is about. So all is great. Thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate this. This is wonderful. And we will keep in touch. And you have to check out global one this day okay yeah. all right thank you thank, thank you. you okay bye-bye